Well, for the last eight months, we've been in the book of Acts, and it's been quite a journey. It's been so fun. And now we get to get into the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 17 today. And today's message is entitled, The Gospel, The Power of God. Last week, with the last chapter of Acts, we ended as Paul finally made it all the way to Rome. Um, He was imprisoned for two years in Rome, but it was more of a house arrest than an actual prison. Paul was able to share the gospel and to have visitors and even to write letters to other churches, all from his imprisonment there in Rome. But about three years before Paul got to Rome, while he was still in the city of Corinth, Paul wrote a letter to the believers in Rome, whom he hoped to visit in person one day. And that's the letter we're going to begin studying today, the book of Romans. So in Romans chapter 1, in verses 1 through 7, we read Paul's greeting. Verse 1, it says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. As I mentioned already, Paul's the author of this letter. And rather than sign his name at the end of the letter, like we do today, Paul signs the letter at the beginning. That way you don't have to unroll the big whole parchment to see who's, who's writing it. And Paul describes himself not as a missionary, not as a church planter, not as a special agent for Jesus, but as a bondservant of Jesus Christ. A bondservant. Paul calls himself a willing slave of Jesus. That's what a bondservant is, a willing slave. And so verse 1 continues, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Paul didn't take any credit for becoming an apostle. He doesn't say, I I worked up and I went through the schooling so that I could become an apostle. He just says, I was called to it. He says, God called me to be an apostle, and all I did is answer that call. And then Paul says he was separated to the gospel of God, which, verse 2, the gospel which he, God, promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So speaking of the gospel or the good news of God, Paul says the gospel was promised from the Old Testament scriptures, that the gospel was concerning God the Son, Jesus, who was born a descendant of David, and yet was also declared to be the Son of God because of His resurrection from the dead. Just alluding to the fact that we'll get into later in Romans that Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. When Jesus, God, became flesh, He really took on humanity. But at the same time, He was still God. You say, that doesn't make sense. I know. That's okay. He's greater than we can understand. Verse 5. It says, through Him, through Jesus, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for His name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. So notice that Paul says it's through Jesus that we receive grace. Because God could not simply delete our sins without any payment. If God did that, then He might be gracious, but He would no longer be just. So God sent His Son, Jesus, to bear our sins on the cross. 
to pay for them in full so that through Jesus we might receive forgiveness of our sin, receive that grace. And not just grace, but for Paul, he says he received his apostleship through Jesus. You see, God doesn't just save us for our sake, but God saves us so that he can then use us. Use us to serve him and to love others and share the gospel with those around us. To expand his kingdom. And so, verse 7, Paul says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul writes this letter to all the believers in Rome. And notice that these believers are called saints. Saint is not a title for the superstar Christians or the superstar church fathers. But saint is a title for every believer in Jesus because we've all been made pure by His gift of salvation. So now in verses 8 through 15, we read about Paul's plans to visit Rome. Paul says in verse 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, obviously Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire. And you can just imagine Paul's excitement as he begins to hear rumors of believers in Jesus all the way in Rome. Remember, this all came out of Jerusalem in Israel. That's where the Holy Spirit fell upon the apostles and that 120 people in the upper room. And from there, the gospel began to spread throughout Judea and into Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so now, several decades later, Paul hears that there are believers in Christ in the capital of Rome. Paul's excited. He's really excited. And I think we, at least I do, often take it for granted that there are believers in Jesus all over the world. We read in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, it says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. This is a song that is being sung to Jesus in heaven. And he talks about how there will be people saved from every tribe, every tongue, every people. And if you want to follow along and take notes today, your first fill in the blank is God is bigger than my culture and language. God is bigger than my culture and language. Several years ago, I had the privilege of attending a Youth for Christ conference in Johannesburg, South Africa, where Youth for Christ leaders from all over the world came together uh, for a week of worship and Bible study and prayer. And it was amazing. There were over 700 people there representing over 70 different nations. Um, it was kind of like a United Nations meeting because you had several interpreters up on stage and then you had more interpreters in the back that were interpreting whatever was being said into a microphone through the radio to people in the crowd who had headsets to get the translation so they could understand what was going on. But my favorite part was worship because all of these different nations, all these different cultures, all these different languages, we all could just come together in worshiping the one and only Savior and God, Jesus. 
It was amazing. It was so fun seeing all the different cultures worship God how they worship in their culture. And because we were in Africa, there was a lot of tribal dancing going on in the alleyways of the, of the conference. And it really made me feel lame in my worship, I'll be honest. But it was amazing. And that was just a small glimpse of what heaven is going to be like as people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, from every corner of the globe are going to be there worshiping Jesus. Jesus, the only one who unites us all together. And so, Paul, man, he 